today. Uh, if there is any religious spirit in you today, your religious spirit will rise up and be angry with what I'm going to share with you today. And so I just want to say that ahead of time. I am fully prepared today that um, it won't be you, but I recognize the flesh in you and a religious spirit is going to be a little unhappy with me today. And can I just say with you, I'm okay with that.
Spirit will. So I am counting on the Holy Spirit to do that. The enemy has elevated something else to a place, and in doing so, he brings us to a place where we are not living in the victory that Jesus died for. I don't want you to raise your hand, but I just want to ask you a question. say to you today is my prayer is that if we are at a lower level of victory at the end of today we will no longer be okay with that. I want to share with you a transition that took place in Jane and my life over a number of years and I trust that this will
introduction. Jane and I went to a marriage seminar in Grand Prairie, held by Ancient Paths. Greg and Jan Hill were up in Grand Prairie. Bob and Audrey Meisner, some of you know the name. They were part of uh, It's a New Day. And it was about a year after um, the exposure of Audrey having an affair and her getting pregnant and how God worked them through that. It was about a year after that had happened that they were up there. And I got to tell you, it was a powerful weekend. Bob and Audrey were sharing. Uh, I sat there and listened to the testimony, and my, I had to keep pushing my jaw up because I just could not believe the grace of God to walk through what they went through. It was unreal. When Craig was sharing the insights that God had given him in ministry in marriage, it was, it was powerful. But on that first evening, during one of the breaks, Jane and I, we were back at the resource table. They had the tables all set out and all the books and CDs and everything that they had were there. started talking to him at the table. We had gotten to know him over a period of time. Began talking to him, and partway through the conversation, Jane just looks at him and says, Craig, i got to ask you. She said, of all the stuff on the table, all the material that's out here, if there was one thing that you would say is probably your most profound, powerful teaching, if we were only going to buy one thing, what would it be? He didn't even blink an eye. He didn't even, it wasn't even a question. He just said, come over here. Took us, walked to the end of the table, picked up Blood Covenant 1 and 2 and said, still there. 
instead of dropping three or four grand on a young family a year with prescriptions and fighting this and fighting that and running and getting this and having to shove this into our kids and us taking it and dealing with all this stuff, we realized we weren't getting sick anymore. We realized that our kids sick anymore. We realized we weren't running to the pharmacy every week or every second day because something was going on. We realized that the truths in the word of God regarding what Jesus had done for us on the cross of Calvary, we not only believed them, but we were beginning to live them. things were happening that never happened in our lives before. Number one was this. We no longer believed that we had to get sick. We no longer believed that just because everybody was getting sick around us that we had to get sick. We recognized there was a belief change inside of us. Just because it happens to them and them and them doesn't mean with Jesus that it has to happen with us. And secondly, when we did experience an attack, when symptoms began knocking at our door and they wanted to come in and steal three or five days or three or five weeks, like I have talked to some of you, been weeks that theft has been happening. We began to experience the authority that we had been learning about that we as believers had, and we began resisting the demonic agenda. We had never done that before. Let me tell you, we used to be welcoming Canadians. That when the cold symptom came knocking, we opened it up and said, yourself at home. We've been expecting you. But now it was when we hear the knock and open the door. Oh, no, you don't. You're not coming in. Flu, you're not coming in. Cold, you're not coming in. Diabetes, you're not coming in. It doesn't matter what came knocking. You go, you're not coming in. did we begin believing we didn't have to, we began getting a little violent when it tried to. Instead of sickness coming in to our home and us running to the drugstore to fill prescriptions, sickness would run out of our house and go find another house that it could go and hang out for three or four or five days. And believe me, there were plenty of those. So at the end of the year, as we looked at our medical budget, we realized that we had not touched it at all, or hardly at all. We knew that we had changed. We knew that. And let me tell you something else. Our leadership knew it. And let me tell you something else. Our church began to know it. Because they were changing with us. You were changing with us. Just to finish this before I go on, nothing 
changed after the first year when our budget, when we noticed that, although it was nice to have that part of the budget still full at the end of the year and to transfer the next year, but it was a few years later as we were all growing and we were all changing and we were all getting healthier and more mature in our faith that at one of the leadership meetings it was brought up that we need to revisit this area. The things covered in the medical budget, prescriptions, medical, dental, optical, all of those things, because we were not needing almost all of those things, the definition of the allowance was changed, and let me say this clearly, it went from being a curative medical to a preventative medical. Let me say it again. It went from being a curative medical budget to a preventative medical budget. What does that mean? Now it changed in order for the allowance to cover of those things that would keep us healthy and not get sick. They said, we want you to have vitamins. You put that in there. We want you to have essential oils. You put that in there. We want you to write in their health treatments. You do those things that look after your body. You put that in there. Those things that would promote health, not just after you are sick, get you back healthy again. Because of what we're experiencing, the entire Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary in the area of health of our bodies on this earth journey, should the greater revelation be that when we get sick, we have a Savior who can purchase our healing so we can believe it and receive it, or should the greater revelation be that we have a Savior who purchased our health, broke the power of the enemy, who is the enemy, the author, the sickness, the author of sickness and disease, is the greater revelation that with God's power, we don't need to get sick? Is the greater revelation that we don't need to be healed if we don't get sick? That we can walk in divine health? That we can walk free from the curse? That we can live like Jesus did? Let me, let me quote something out of the book that you read. As he is, so are we in this what? Come on, church. As he is, so are we in this world. Praise God for healing. And I want you to hear that. Praise God for healing. But you have, have you ever noticed in Scripture that almost all the healing was not Jesus or his disciples or his followers. Have you noticed that? In the Bible, healing was not for Jesus or his disciples or his followers. Have you noticed that? When you read the Bible, who got healed? The Bible says that when the lost came, they brought their sick, they brought those, those who were seeking, those who heard about them, those who were just being introduced to him, they brought the sick, he had compassion on them, and he healed them all. But we don't ever read of the disciples needing healing. We don't ever read of Jesus needing healing, do we? Might it be that they knew their authority? 
raise your hand if, as a believer, we believe in forgiveness. You know we do. We believe it. Of course we do. That is the main fundamental belief that we as Christians have. Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the whole world. If we confess our sin, God is faithful and just. Forgive our sin. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Praise God for that. We couldn't get to heaven without it. But can I ask you, what is the greater revelation? That when we sin, God forgives us, or as a believer, God gives us the power to not sin. I want you to think about this. When a person first comes to Christ, all of us came as a sinner, ruled by their flesh. The power of sin was alive and well on the inside of us. We could talk about that all day long. They did what all non-believers do. We sinned, fell short of the glory of God. So when they came to Christ, when non-believers come to Christ, the good news, the great news is Jesus died for our sin, can forgive and remove our sin, and we can be cleansed and made holy. Is that good news? He takes our sin away, and he gives us his righteousness. That is great news. But it doesn't stop there. He has forgiven you, yes. But now he fills you with his spirit, with his power, with his authority, so that now, even though we believe in forgiveness and we have just been forgiven, we are able to live and no longer says those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what sinful nature does. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. And if we live by the Spirit, we put to death the misdeeds of the body. Let me say it. We put to death the sinful desires of the body. What is Paul saying? We believe in forgiveness, but by His Spirit, God gives us the years of age when I knelt beside my grandmother's bed and prayed to receive Christ, when I woke up the next morning, there was a power on the inside of me to no longer swear, to use the F word, to use the swear words that the day before fully came out of my mouth all day long. That next day, there was a power there that allowed me to control this little rudder in a way that I had no control before. Was I forgiven for all of that stuff before? You bet I was greater revelation was that I got a power to no longer keep doing what I had done before. By his spirit, God gives us the power to not give in to the flesh, to not give in to the devil, but to live a righteous and holy life. And if we do, if we don't sin, we don't need to be forgiven. 
of swearing all day yesterday. I didn't do that. You know why? I didn't need to be forgiven for swearing yesterday because I didn't swear all day yesterday. If that is true, we believe in healing. But by His Spirit, God gives us power to not get sick. The power to not open the spiritual doors that allows sickness to come. The power to live a healthier life. The power to live free from the curse. This is my, this is my, my area, and I, 
they know that this stuff is crap in their life, they know it's not healthy, their body reflects it. You just look at their body and it reflects it, but their mentality is, I can do this, I, I can't break away, I, it's, it's so strong, if I get sick, I'm just believing for healing. I'm believing for healing. I believe for healing. Is that any different than the priest who all day long, all week long does this and believes for forgiveness on Saturday?
seen this side of the road, we saw a sign that the government put up at the side of the road, and it said this. It said, don't feed animals human food. It will make them sick. Let me say it again. Don't feed animals human food. It will make them sick. I, I just started laughing. I said to Jane, I said, they need to put that sign all over cameras and all over everywhere. Don't eat human food. It will make you sick. something that just impacted me a couple of weeks ago. I was listening to a medical doctor talking about type 3 diabetes. How many of you have heard of type 3 diabetes? Type 3. How many of you know about type 1? Type 1, insulin dependent, right? The body's not making it anymore for whatever reason. It's been killed out, overburned insulin, and so you're, you're taking it by the, by the needle. Some of you are type 1 in this place. How many of you know, know what type 2 is? Type 2. What is type 2? Type 2 is something that can be controlled with your diet. If you are disciplined with your diet, you will be okay. You won't have insulin. But if you're not okay, then you move to type 1 and you'll have to be insulin dependent. Let me tell you about type 3. I was fascinated by it. How they discovered type 3 diabetes is that they began finding that not just older people, don't raise your hand. Don't, I don't want you to raise your hand. They found that not just older people, but younger people were having a hard time remembering. I don't want you to raise your hand if there's times you go, I, just, I, just, I can't remember. I just can't remember as well as I used to. This is happening with young people. And so it's the phenomenon with younger people getting to a point where memory lapse, they just can't have a hard time learning, but they just can't recall or bring back again. They began doing studies on this stuff, and what they have found out is as a result of the amount of sugar taking into their bodies, younger people, middle-aged, older, the sugar is going in, it is attaching to their receptors in their brain, it is stopping the communication function between and making it so they are having memory loss or struggle. Type 3 diabetes is sugar attaching to the brain and causing memory loss. Type 3. sugar 
person eats a year. Average adult in Canada, what's the average amount? Somebody want to guess? I wish. 118 pounds. I brought into the church on a, on a stroller, I brought in six 20-pound bags of sugar and brought it in front and set it down and had everybody look at it and say, this is the amount the average person eats on a yearly basis. say, praise God, we believe in healing. Praise God, we do. But let me give you the greater revelation that the enemy wants us not to think about. As children of God, Holy Spirit has given us power to do what we need to do to not get sick. I've got to tell you, some of you remember the name Roy Romano. I have said this over and over Spirit has already prepared you 
piece of paper. There, there's just some areas. And all I'm asking you to do is allow the Holy Spirit to run the x-ray over these areas of your life and just see, number one, would you just write down the question, what, what are you eating? stick poison in our body every day and wonder why this thing is sputtering and it's not going and it's creaking and it's not. Body of Christ, we, we have been we have been duped. I've got to tell you something I find it fascinating and for those of you who take advantage and listen to anointed teachers and leaders and we are surrounded by them and I encourage you to listen to them, their podcasts, their teachings, to watch them on television. There are anointed men and women of God out there to find out the number of them who came in their spiritual walk to a point of getting a revelation of God wanting them to be healthy instead of eating the crap and drinking the crap and making themselves sick by opening the door in undisciplined life. God got hold of them, turned them around. Do you know that Kenneth Copeland used to be over 300 pounds? We need a revelation. It has been difficult. It has cost you. But you've done it. You've removed the crap and you've said, we, we, we're, we're. some of you need that revelation. Because you're the Catholic priest who all week long lives in sin, believing if I get sick, I'll be healed on Saturday. I ask you to examine it. Second is this. Would you write, what, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Dr. Don Colbert, some of you know him, you've read his stuff, he said this, he said if any person, all they did was eliminate soft drinks and juices from their diet, 50% of the medical problems they're going to get from it would disappear. If that's all you did, why do we believe we can drink this crap that kills mice and causes cancer and it won't affect us? Because we believe in healing. Studies have shown that the vast majority of Canadians live dehydrated. Our brains are dehydrated, our joints are dehydrated, our organs are dehydrated. You know why? Because we're drinking caffeine, we're drinking sugar drinks, we're drinking all this crap, but we're not hydrating it with the healthy stuff. We're not hydrating it. There's a pile of you in here that are dehydrated. You don't even know it, but you're not even looking after this part of your body. You're, you're, you're drinking the wrong thing. Would you write this down? What are you saying? What are you speaking? 
I got you. With your own words, I've got you. Proverbs 18.21 makes this statement, life and death is in the power of the tongue. There is much death that is spoken over our own bodies coming out of our own mouth. Did you write down number four? Are you emotionally healthy? Are you emotionally healthy? Emotional unhealth opens the doors to all kinds of things. You know that when we are emotionally unhealthy, we will eat wrong, we will drink wrong, we will have addictions that are wrong, we lack discipline, we lack energy, we lack a pile of things. If we are emotionally unhealthy, the enemy takes advantage of that in order to steal, kill, and destroy. Can I tell you, some of you, some of you have known you have issues and unhealth in your life for years and you've done nothing about it and the enemy is using it against you to kill you physically while you're damaged emotionally. Why? Can I ask you a dumb question? Does emotional health affect our physical health? your exercise? How is your exercise? I'll never forget years ago when the Lord said to me, Colin, you are living in the, in the most educated, dumbest generation that's ever lived. Every one of us knows the need because of our lifestyle, because we're not working the same hard way, the same physical way. We, the need to exercise to keep ourselves healthy. We know it. 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 just say he wants you healthy. He wants you healthy for you. He wants you healthy for kingdom purposes and he's given you the power to do it. I'll tell you straight up with you know our flesh will never want to do this. Could you write down one last one? Right, John, generational curses. Generational curses. I don't know how many times in the past when I've gone to the doctor, one of the first things they ask when they're checking you out is they go, Is there any cancer in your family? 
quickly, it's going to transfer, transfer, transfer. They don't know it's a generational spirit that has open door and legal right to come on you and your children if it's not broken. They're just asking you, we know if it's there and there and there that it's going to be there. Can I ask you a question? Do we have the power to break that? Just because my grandfather's died of heart attacks does not mean that I have to die of a heart attack. Just because diabetes was rampant over there doesn't mean it needs to be rampant here. Just because they struggle with depression doesn't mean I need to struggle with depression. Just because they were obese doesn't mean that I need to be obese. Some of us are battling things that wasn't as a result of our sin or our choice. It transferred to us the moment you were conceived in the womb, and you've been battling with it ever since. When, when is the time come that we break that to close the door and go, God wants me divinely healthy, not generationally sick? above all things that you will prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers let me say it again praise God we believe in healing but the greater revelation is the power of God greater is he that is in me we believe God has given us the power to walk and live
It's when we believe you. You'll change everything. We'll sell the farm. God, I first want to say thank you. Thank you for your grace in making Jane and I open and pliable to believe things we've never believed before, to experience things we've never experienced before. I want to say thank you. We could have been hard-hearted. We could have been religious. We could have shut it all down and continued living under the curse. I want to say thank you for your grace. You made us teachable. place that you have made, every one of us, under the sound of my voice, you've made us teachable. Father, I know today, I know today flesh was battling in this place, I know today spirit of religion was battling in this place. I, I know that, God, you told me ahead of time, but I thank you you were bigger than that. Today, you silenced those voices, and I thank you today that you were able to speak through and bring revelation, turn lights on. Father, you never condemn, but you do convict. Father, you told me today that you are going to break strongholds in those who are willing to have strongholds broken in their life. Today, you are going to release the power to do that for those who would receive. I just want to tell you right now what I'm going to do before I do it so that you won't be caught off guard. At the very end of it, I shared with you six areas that you needed to examine in your life. And today, what I need to do is go over those six areas. And if God has spoken to you, and if there is need for change in those areas, if you have come under conviction in those areas, I'm going to ask you to acknowledge that by standing. speak over you in those areas. I'm going to have you sit, and I'm going to go to the second one. For some of you, you're going to stand for all six of them. For some of you, you may stand for none of them. I'm just telling you today, there is a grace here to break. The Holy Spirit has asked us to examine the area of our ego. Those of us who know that we have been putting into this body because of lack of discipline, ignorance, whatever the reason is, we've been putting into this body what we know has been unhealthy, whether we've been lazy, tired, it doesn't matter what it is. If you are needing the power of the Holy Spirit to bring a change in that area, I just want you to stand where you are today. Your eating needs to line up with health and truth. If there has been disobedience and upheld, I'm asking you to stand. If you're willing to receive grace to change that area of your life. Father, today, those who have stood in this place, they have stood because you, Holy Spirit, have spoken to them, and you have put a faith inside of them that you have given them the power do it on their own and in their flesh they could not do before. And so right now in the name of Jesus,
inside of you. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, you purchased our health. I ask now that you'd release the manifestation of undoing inside of these bodies what the sinful behavior has done. Undo it in Jesus' name. Restore what the enemy has stolen. Spirit has asked some of you to examine what you're drinking. What you're drinking, what you're putting in your body that you know is not healthy. Let me just say the person who does the 8 to 10 pops a day, not in the church, they moved from this community. I love my brother, but he needs conviction. But today God's dealing with us. speaking to you in that area, and you know there's a change that's needed in your life. I just want you to stand what you've been drinking, what you've been sticking in. You are on the pop. You are on the juice. You are on the coffees that are full of all that sugar. You are on the Gatorade. You are on. We could just go down the list. You are on those things. Father, right now, today you have said there is a grace a grace that is here in order to break the power of that in our life. And begin to walk healthy. I ask right now you release that grace over every person's standing. Awaken inside of them the revelation that greater is he who is on the inside of them than that which would draw them to the wrong consumption. Change their appetite.
has asked you to examine the area and what has been coming out of your mouth. We know there is life and death in the power of the tongue, and we know that we have been speaking worldly, we have been speaking on health, we have been speaking not the divine revelation and truths that God has given. As a result of our words, those doors have been opened and the enemy has taken full advantage, full advantage of our life. The Spirit of God has been speaking to you this morning, and you know that your words have not been in line. The enemy has used your words in order to affect you in an unhealthy way. I'm going to invite you to stand this morning. God said there is a grace here today to undo, to undo what the enemy has done. is able to bridle the tongue and make it say only what you want it to say, they would have control over their entire body. But the enemy knows when we don't have control over our tongue, we don't have control over our entire body. So I thank you today that you are the greater power. I thank you that you are the bridle on our tongue. You are the power that has the ability to keep us from saying what we should not and saying what we are to say. Jesus, I release a grace over every person standing here today. That today you would become the Lord over their tongue. You would be the one who determines the words that come out of their mouth, and their words would line up with you. They would be life. They would be health. feeling led right now, would you just quietly go before the Lord and say, Father, would you forgive me for all of those words that I have spoken that have brought death into my life? Just ask him to forgive me. Just remind you again, he said, if we confess our sin, he will forgive. I declare to you, you are forgiven for what has been spoken through your mouth. of you standing right now, would you just say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I invite you to be Lord over my tongue. Empower me to say only what you say. For the glory of your name and for the health of my being. Jesus, I declare a crop failure in every one of these lives. There will be no harvest on the words that they have spoken over themselves before. In the name of Jesus, crop failure in Jesus' name. Today, your words change by the power of God. Would you just say, I believe it, and I receive it.
emotional health. The wounding, the hurt, some of you have carried this emotional wounding for a long time, and God is saying, it's time, it is time. The enemy has used this emotional wounding against you. inside of them to believe that there is not a wounded experience that cannot be healed by you. Holy Spirit, that you would lead them, you would guide them. For some of them, you are simply going to speak a word and they will be touched and healed in a moment. For some of them, they are going to need help to walk through that process and have those wounds healed. of grace over every person. faithful to do what he said he can do. God said today, there's a breaking in this place. The heart of the Father is for every one of you to be healed emotionally, to be emotionally healthy. I pathetically declare your day of emotional health has come. He will complete what he begins. So faith declares what's not yet as though it already were. Physical body experiences the manifestation. 
manifestation of it. Those of you standing, would you say, I believe it? And I receive it. And I say, thank you, Lord. Please be seated. I don't want you to not like me anymore. But God asked this morning that we examine the area of our exercising this body, looking after this heart, looking after our joints. The Holy Spirit has spoken to you, and today you are needing to receive a breakthrough in that area and have God plant inside of you the power greater to override what your flesh doesn't want to do, but what you know is right for your body, for your health. Would you stand this morning? If you are needing this temple. Father, you said again, there is a grace here. There is a grace here. It doesn't matter what has been not done in the past. When your grace comes, it begins afresh and it begins anew. Right now, you would release that grace over every person standing in this place today. They're standing because you have spoken to them, because you have convicted them that this temple, your dwelling, needs to be healthy. There is a part we play in that. So, God, I'm going to ask you to plant inside of them such a desire, such a desire this area. I asked them you would give them a revelation of their authority that as their body is screaming, not wanting to start, not wanting to get up, not wanting to begin doing, they will silence that flesh and they will be obedient and walk through and experience the fruit of it in their life. I ask again, Father, that you would undo what they have experienced as a result of the lack of looking after this temple. We're going to do that in a moment. Father, beginning today, give them such a love for the temple that you've given to them. They will nurture it. They will exercise it. They will bring it into health. They will bring it into obedience. that were opened by our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, doors that were opened, sin that they opened in their life that has transferred down into our life, and we have been affected by it, we have been battling it. But today, God is saying, you are the swing generation. You are the one who breaks that generation. 
generational curses. And can I just say this too? The Lord is just saying to me, generational curses also transfer in Christian homes. Did you know that? Christian parents have curses on their life that they transfer. Let me give you one of them. You can be a Christian parent and be bound by fear and transfer that into every one of your children. You can be a Christian and struggle with depression and transfer that depression into every one of your kids. We could go down the list. The Lord's just saying, some of you are thinking, well, my mom and dad were godly. They can't be. No, can I just say, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're healthy. There are curses that need to be broken in your life, and today God has revealed that and spoken to you and is releasing grace over you in order to do that, to no longer be affected by those curses in your physical being. I want you to stand. over you and the Holy Spirit is asking you to ask him to reveal the curses that have been put on you by the generations in front of you to get a revelation of what those curses are. Just ask him and let him begin to download, let him begin to speak, let him begin to show you. Spirit saying you do this now. Because the Holy Spirit has showed you what those generational curses are, I want to say over you as a child of God, in the name of Jesus, you have authority. You have authority to speak to those curses and command them to be broken off of your life. So right now where you're standing, God has already showed you. I want you to open your mouth. I want you to begin to look at those curses. You speak to them. You say, in the name of Jesus, you curse of depression. I command you to get out of my life. You are broken off of me now in Jesus' name. Whatever that curse is, you say it out loud. You speak to it. You tell it to go and to be broken off of you.
take all of the ground that those curses occupied in my life. And I ask you to release the blessing. Restore what has been stolen for the glory of your name. I believe it. And I receive it. And I say thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Would you all stand with me this morning? we say thank you for your goodness in our life. We want to thank you today that you revealed yourself as the God who heals and we give you glory and praise for the healing that you have brought. We say thank you for the greater revelation that because of your power on the inside of us you're able to live in such a way are not open. When sickness comes knocking, we take authority and keep that door closed. You have purchased our divine health. I'm reminded again of when the Israelites left Egypt, the Bible says out of those five to seven million people, there was not one that was weak, there was not one that was infirm, there was not one that was sick, there was not one that was depressed. in the Old Covenant, how much more in the New through the shed blood of Christ, his death and resurrection on the cross of Calvary for us. Father, today would you seal what was from you in this place, everything that wasn't, let it be forgotten. I ask that you would brand the truth on the inside of every one of us the way you did it with Jane and I. We don't to be sick. And let our budgets reflect it. The glory of you. As a child of God, I declare to you today what you already know. I remind you the blessing is everything. The Lord bless you. to shine on you and to be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Fill you with his peace and his help. I declare that in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.